0: it's six o'clock hey everybody clap it up for yourselves yay we've got a real audience of actual people that means people with souls in the building what that's impossible and we're going to be doing comedy here i'm going to be running around and I'm gonna warm you up yay clap, clap clap hey hey yeah so i wanted today to I've got these other microphones sort of strewn around the room because I wanted to get audience sound, but now it's getting feedback and not from the audience. So um, I don't know which one I'm on, but I have all the other ones up because I want to get audience sound too, but it's feeding back. So you might want to put on the, put on the headphones and then that'll work. Yeah. Uh, hey everybody, clap it up for yourselves! Yay, you got a haircut! Yay, you didn't. You don't have hair. Yay. I'm sorry, I, I didn't mean to punch down there. That wasn't very nice. Um, I changed the rugs in the room. I cleaned today. Did anybody notice? Did you actually notice? Cause I, yeah, I, I used. I cleaned the. I cleaned the bathroom too. It was good. I was today was cleaning day. Hey, all right. The comedians are filtering in. Yeah. Do we still care about Texas? Everybody? No? Uh, Texas, blah, Texas. I don't understand Texas. It's crazy to me. Like, they love guns. I can get on board with that. That's fine. Guns are cool. They love capital punishment. Okay, I get it. Guns, capital punishment. All right, fine, fine, fine. But then they hate abortion. Abortion's like microdosing murder. I think they'd be super into that. It's like fun-sized murder. Texas doesn't like fun-sized murder? Come on. No, they want everything big in Texas. No, I don't understand. Like, you're going to make these girls have babies. And then what happens if they're not good at football? (laughs) What do you do with them then? What do you do with the kids? I guess you just put them in a bullpen and use them for shooting practice. Pew, pew. (laughs) Pew, pew, pew. it's like a five-year late-term abortion. It's a <laughs> the child is five. That's so fat though they can't run around. Blah blah blah. They like fa- orange Fanta is not orange juice. Did everybody know that? Did you learn that in school? Good. Uh, I was. I'm. I'm. I'm feeling really white today. I'm so white I can't even make my ass golf clap. <laughs> Like I tried, I like dropped it like it was hot and someone was like, what? And I was like, yeah, that's all I can do though. I can't do the, can you do the, is that, no? I don't know if it's a prerequisite for anything, but if it was for college, I never would have gotten in. I don't know. I wanted to be a stripper in college. Like that's real, right? I really wanted to and my parents paid for everything so I didn't have to because I was like loved or whatever. But now... (laughs) (laughs) Whatever, (laughs) not anymore. (laughs) Like, so now I want to be a stripper, but I'm. They'd have to have a whole different lighting schema, you know. Like, they'd have to have blue lights and red lights (laughs) because. Maybe I could be the stripper that wears a bag over her head (laughs) so you can't see her wrinkles. They'd be like, "That's," and then we could play a game like, "How old does my ass look?" (laughs) A nice gentleman in the tenderloin. He yelled at me um you've been living a long time to look 22 I think we need to rebrand cat calling I think we should call it cat complimenting (laughs) I liked it it felt good another guy yelled at me from across the street hey keep living your life and stay healthy cat affirmations (laughs) these are also new and fun in the tenderloin I try not to wear skirts or like show my legs or whatever cuz a kind gentleman sauntered up to me, and he said, Hey, you like that skirt? Can I get under there and get a sniff? Ah, ah! See, that's cat calling. You've stepped over the line, bro. That's super gross. Also like, why do you wanna smell that dude's jizz? <laughs> <laughs> that is on you, man. That is gross. It's on you. Well, ideally it's all over me, so that's. <laughs> Okay, do you feel warm? The three three real people. (laughs) Actually, Chad's in the back, he's a real person too. Clap it up for Chad, running the ones and twos tonight. Yay! I'm your host, Bam Benjamin, we've got a stellar lineup of comedians for you tonight. Um, Dash isn't here, so you're actually gonna go first. Um, He's super supportive, he came last night to the Boozland Show, I can't wait to see what he's gonna do tonight, put your hands together, for Darren Busing, yay!
1: Professional comics say it takes 10 years to become good at stand-up. Spoiler alert, I don't have that kind of time. My wife and I have been married for uh, redacted years now and we're trying different things in the bedroom to you know, spice things up a little bit. We've learned a lot. Like we're both really allergic to cayenne pepper. I know a lot of you've burned your tongue in a hot pocket but not like I have. So instead, we decided to go to Good Vibrations. Got to say, most of that shit is not our speed. Anal beads? You expect me to put these inside the mother of my children? We were raised to respect one-way streets. (laughs) What is pulling them out going to accomplish except to remind me that I have to mow my lawn? (laughs) So the clerk said, okay, all right, we got to slow you guys down a little. Why don't you start with this fingertip vibrator? This monstrosity had two speeds, off and buzzsaw. I don't care what it's used for. It shouldn't sound like a bushwhacker. So they go, okay, well, we really got to start you guys in the basement. How about you try this dice game called Sexy Six? Simple, seemed innocent. You throw six dice and you smash together whatever body parts show up. Word of advice, don't start with the Cirque du Soleil edition. Not unless you have a very discreet chiropractor. So thankfully, they took pity on us and they let us return the dice for the AARP version of the dice game. Turns out, if you replace fisting with missionary on a couple of dice, you suddenly have much better odds on the cum line. My (laughs) kids—it's been an adjustment for the kids, but they finally got new not to be alarmed whenever mom yelled Yahtzee. (laughs) By the way, if anyone out there needs to kick a gambling habit, just picture this: rolling dice while wearing an edible speedo. You're welcome. Quick question, uh, if you drink your stepsister's breast milk, does that make it half and half? <laughs> oh, don't you turn sour on me, too. <laughs> you hey, feeling good, San Francisco? Cool, because I'm going to finish with a true story about my dead mom. So after my dad died, my mom rented out a guest room to a friend of my parents who was recently divorced. Now, Fred was a good roommate, friendly guy. Um, it was just very, he was very helpful, which is important as my mom's health declined. Just one problem. He was a huge Trumper. And he would start all these political fights with my very liberal mom, both of them going back and forth trying to get the last word. And that was until one fine day when my mom reprogrammed all three cable boxes so Fred couldn't watch Fox News anymore. 74 years old and he got his ass child locked. Why didn't we think of that for the Trump White House? I would love to have replaced all those Confederate statues with the deep state hero who hid the remote. So, my mom died in February 2019 and afterwards. um, I was at the house a lot, along with my brother and sister, cleaning up her things. As my mom wished, Fred was still living there, helping out until we sold the house in July. It was during one of these visits that Fred came up to me. and He said, Darren, sir, do you happen to know the code to the television? And all I could say was, sorry, Fred. Mom took that secret to her grave. (laughs) You're goddamn right you got the last word. And that's my last word. Thank you very much.
2: Darren
0: Busing, yay. Does it feel weird, weird when old people talk about sex? Does that bother you at all? Does that freak you out? Does it freak you out? Really? Oh my god. Says, the, says like the 18-year-old in the back. We are an all-ages venue. You know, there used to be a sex show here. It was, it was called Regarding Sex, and, and it was so funny when they came in to do their podcast, and they first came into the space, they walked in, and they looked up, and they go, is that beam load-bearing? that beam load, is that beam load bearing? <laughs> And I was like, dear God, what are you gonna do in here? And that's why I painted the window, is that they were doing, they, they had like, they were showing off like dildo, like this is how you use anal beads, like in a safe way. And I was like, I don't need to be here for this show. Uh, your next comedian, he knows what l- load bearing really means. <laughs> Sorry. Put your hands together for Matthew Quirk. Yeah!
3: For the last time, Pam, I have a girlfriend. Damn, she just he too'd me. You guys saw it. Y'all saw it. Everyone, one of you saw it. It's, it's being, it's being broadcast. I'm the victim here. So what's up, snowflakes? Damn, did I lose you already with that one? Uh, I'm going to be of uh, general newsworthiness. Thank God Trump's back in the news, right? Am I right, guys? Thank God, because Biden is so fucking boring. It's just, I mean, thank God Trump's back in the news. He said he wants to uh, boycott all the uh, all the industries and businesses that are, you know, supportive of Democratic programs. Anyway, I hear McDonald's is uh, McDemocratic. I wonder how he's going to handle that. Guy eats three meals a day at McDonald's. Claims he's a billionaire. He's at McDonald's every day. For God's sakes, <laughs> terrible. Anyway, Biden's in the news because uh, apparently at the uh, at the climate uh, uh, conference he farted. Right, yay, dude's eighty years old. Thank God it's still working. Right, like it's like he's still flowing, guys. Anyway, I don't know how this is newsworthy. I mean, you're trying to tell me that Trump didn't fart in the White House? Guy eats McDonald's every day, for God's sakes. How is this? Is this the best we can get out of Biden? Fart jokes? Fucked up. Uh, anyway, apparently uh, Texas wants to start banning books. Yeah, they're going to start, like, burning books. It's part of their due. Back to the 1400s movement. They're going Sharia law, full, full blast. Uh, anyway, what? Burning books, dude. This is the age of Kindle Fire. Trying to be relevant with the kids. Uh, speaking of relevant with the kids, uh, how about your boy uh, Kyle uh, Rittenhouse? Huh? All right, let's. Let me try a few out for you. K. Kyle. Kyle. Rotten in the big house. No, you don't like that one. Fuck. Crying Kyle. I'm looking for feedback here, guys. I need a, I need a tag. I need something to stick. The first one. Okay, the first one. I should have done that one last. Next time I'll do that one last. Uh, anyway, did you all catch him uh, crying on the witness stand? Dude, you know, he was there. He claims he wants to be in law enforcement but he's crying on the stand. He wouldn't pass the psych evaluation to be a cop, man. How is he going to How would that go over if he was crying on the stand when he's testifying as a police officer? <laughs> Epic failure. Uh jeez, what else do I have that's newsworthy? Uh, they recently arrested the guy who punched that cop at the uh, Capitol 6, uh, the 1 uh, the 6 Capitol riot. Yeah, he was backhanding the blue. Backhanding the blue. Anyway. Uh, so, hey guys, uh, you guys know me. I like to be newsworthy. Cancel culture is big in the news. Uh, I'm actually a big fan of cancel culture. Because look at the bright side. Now America has culture. <laughs> All right, give it up for your host, Pam Benjamin.
0: math and quirk always topical learning all kinds of new things every time he's on stage all right moving right along your next comedian who's gonna film himself hi I should give I should give you a good introduction then but like today I'm just like but don't know uh, hey he's a regular joke workshop he's a real funny guy put your hands together everybody for Trevor Whedon, yay <clears throat>
4: Hello. all right, welcome to Astroworld <laughs> <laughs> Oh too soon is it No too bad uh, yeah you know say what you want about Travis Scott you know I heard he crushed it um, ah, um, but you know when I heard the headlines about it it, it really um, it gave me goosebumps about what happened anyone oh, hey there we go <laughs> uh so i have uh adhd i know what you're thinking a uh, snowflake millennial with adhd what am i gonna get next right depression another job as a barista anxiety who for the fuck knows um yeah so i was diagnosed then but like looking back on my life it kind of makes sense because like as early as age five i did t-ball and uh when was finally time for batting practice you know i was excited i know how to hit a ball basically but i can't fucking catch so i was excited i could actually do something so i go up to the plate coach puts the ball on the tee i hit it goes flying five feet and then uh i did what you're normally supposed to do after you hit the ball in baseball and that is to Uh, stay put and forget to walk or run and just think about the trees think about the birds and congratulate yourself on hitting the ball for once you know and and completely ignoring my coach just screaming run 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 a foot away from my face and i'm just there in my head like those birds are cool run 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 oh okay oh shit Run, run, run. Why are you yelling at me? But I hit it. Run, run, run. Until he finally pushes me towards first base. And then uh, I was out. And that's why I'm not a baseball player. So um, since we're... This is San Francisco, right? Uh, So since this is like a progressive place, I wanted to take this time to... um, Like it it took me a lot to get to this point in my life. And that is... uh, I'm here to announce that I'm coming out as bi, uh, racial. Um, I'm half Korean and half pure. Uh, uh, yeah, and um, you know, my parents were pretty hard on me when I was growing up about school, about chores and whatnot. They're always just like, "Clean up your room now. And I'm like, dad, uh, stop mocking mom's voice, you're white. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but my mom, she, she's the, um, she's the oriental, uh, in the house and she's the one telling me things like, you want to be a scientist? You need to get good grades. I'm like, mom, relax. I'm doing, I'm all right. I have a C, but, uh, you know, I, when I came out to them about, uh, being a failed open micer, uh, they they were just my mom was just ecstatic. She's just like you doing stand up. There's no money in stand up. I'm like I know, but this is a side gig. You need to be a scientist. I'm like relax. I'm still doing that. And then I like told her the bit that I just did, and she told me something they'll never forget. She told me, um, Trevor, I immigrated when I was two. I sound nothing like that. <laughs> All right, thank you everyone. Give it up for Pam and Mutiny Radio. Oh,
0: everybody. We, that was a Korean accent? No, it wasn't even Vietnamese. It was just a made up yeah. melange of all of the. That's perfect. Yeah, I can never do that. I can't. I can't. Even if I was acting, I can't. I'm not allowed to. There's certain. I was married to a black guy for 13 years. There are many words I've never. I'll never. People are like, you've earned. I'm like, it didn't earn it. No. <laughs> not going to agree with you on that. Try to make me agree. No, there's a trap. You want me to say it? I'm not going to say it! Uh, did, who decided up to, did, did, is it Dan or Ian? Okay, cool. Uh, your next comedian, he is, he gets to be seen later tonight at the best of SF stand-up downtown. He had a great show last night at Legionnaire in Oakland. It was, it's a great room. You should ask him about it. Uh, and clap your hands wildly right now, everybody, for Dan Lewis! Yay!
5: Keep going for Pam. All right. Hey guys, hey guys, I don't wanna be depressing. I'm trying to get sober. Uh, Well, by sober, I mean I'm trying to get fine to drive. (laughs) So I'm like, close. Actually, I had to switch to non-alcoholic beer recently for an entirely different problem. Uh, Non-alcoholic beer, didn't help at all. Still wanted to fuck ugly people. (laughs) This is no good. Oh, man. People are always like, uh, I got friends of mine, like, hey, Mr. Clown, tell me a joke. Mr. Clown. People say that, I think, because clowns aren't funny, right? They're, they're jabbing you a little bit. It's amazing to me. You can, you can call someone a clown just because everybody knows clowns aren't funny. In fact, there are no movies where clowns are funny, right? But I, I was thinking about it, and I can think of at least a couple of movies where Hitler is pretty funny. Like this Jojo Rabbit. You see that? That ratio seems a little off to me. (laughs) Like my grandfather fought in World War II. If you had told him there's movies where Hitler is funny, he would be appalled. But if you were like, well, funnier than clowns anyway, he'd be like, well, yeah. Obviously. I notice movies uh, now no longer say based on a true story. They used to say that. I don't know if you noticed when that switched, it now says, inspired by true events. They're loosening the criteria just a little bit there, right? I mean, Correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't every story inspired by events in some way? You could say that about literally any movie. Schindler's List, obviously, inspired by true events, but so is Godzilla. (laughs) Godzilla, I read, was inspired by the atomic bombings in Japan. But if you showed a theater full of people a trailer for Godzilla and then said, inspired by true events, they'd be like, why did not we not hear about this? (laughs) I got to read The Guardian or something. Something's not getting. What would a movie look like that wasn't inspired by events? Just random geometric shapes, distant wailing? At the beginning, they would say, this film contains neither events nor inspiration of any kind. Uh, trying to do the online dating. I think it's pretty convenient. I notice people complain about it, though. They're like, I hate Tinder. Like These people have no idea what it was like before online dating. At least you know these people are looking for a date. You used to have to just walk up to somebody and start talking to them. None of these people ever had anybody swipe left on them in person. Out of my field of vision, loser. I got that at the bar a lot. Notice how people, they don't like to say that they met on Tinder. It's like a little embarrassing still for some reason, just because it's new. You know, I had an ex who was like, let's not say we met on Tinder. Let's say we met through friends. I'm wondering, like, have all dating advancements had to go through this process, you know, like 500 years ago, where women like, let's not say we met through friends. Uh, let's say that your family traded me for a goat. Because I don't want to sound like tawdry, you know. What else? say? Uh Never been uh, much of a porn guy, uh, but I did check back in recently, and I gotta tell you, it's nice to see step families getting along for once. <laughs> if my stepmom tried to talk to me like that, fuck me harder, I'd be like, no way, you're not my real mom. <laughs> Gross. Porn's been ruined by the internet. It's uh, because it's lost. It's all it's it's market value. Porn is essentially free now. Anybody born after 1985 doesn't even bat an eye at a fisting video, which is a problem, (laughs) right? Because fisting is supposed to be special. (laughs) But it ruined the market. Porn used to be something you could like. Would find when my was when I was a kid, you'd find it in the woods, and it had real value. You could trade it for things. You'd be like a porn prospector. You'd find little. Corn corners of a porn near, you know, like, and you'd be like, you know what, there must be larger deposits of porn nearby. And you'd stake a claim and everything. Be like, stay away, Timmy. I've got from the edge of the barn to the rusty bicycle. This is my area. Just keep digging. Still trying to figure out how to finish that one. Thanks, guys. <laughs>
0: Everyone! Oh my goodness! Step families, Creek. How hot is your dad? Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Shit! I was gonna be like, I want to be. Well, I want to be your. I want to be your stepmom because, because we could part. We could do ketamine. It'd be really fun. We'd have a good time. It'd be yeah. fun. I'd like to be. I, how how hot is your dad? Yeah? How much do you, do you hate your mom? Oh yeah, yeah, you. I could be your new stepmom. You fuck over that old stepmom. Second stepmom, eyes down, that's me. I'll be quiet, I'll be quiet when we're doing drugs. I promise, I'll just write poems in the corner. Your next comedian, what a joy and a wonderment. Sometimes I like to pretend at night that he's my son, uh, but I would never birth a baby, cause ew. Uh, put your hands together everybody for Ian Langlands, yay! <laughs>
6: Pam, Pam cannot introduce me without mentioning she wants to be my mom. Every single, every single, I don't even know what to say. Thank you? Is that a compliment? I don't know. God, luckily I fucking, I, I just got here, I just got here. I was driving, I, 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 bumper stickers are everywhere, guys. There's a bumper sticker pandemic going on. That's the real pandemic. Bumper stickers. I'm seeing bumper stickers everywhere. When did we decide that our vehicles was going to be the place that we express ourselves? I just think that that's so silly. I think that's so silly. To me, like, what am I supposed to think that you went to the mystery spot in Santa Cruz? By the way, why does everybody have that bumper sticker? <laughs> I don't even know what that place is. I, I, just, I think they all, there's only one shop, and they only sell bumper stickers. I don't think it exists. I think it's just a bumper sticker shop. <laughs> I'm like, okay, cool, good for you. I don't understand. Bumper stickers are just so stra- it's so fleeting when you see a car on the street. you know, You look for an instant, it's gone. What am I supposed to think about you? I saw a guy DIY his own bumper sticker. He just wrote, <laughs> like in Sharpie on a white piece of paper, he goes, It's already happened, don't deny it. What does that mean? <laughs> Is that a threat? <laughs> I'm like, I'm like looking behind me, I'm like, Shit, what's going on? Like, I, you see that for a second on the street and you're supposed to comprehend it, but to this day, I still have no idea what he meant and I'm afraid. I'm afraid there's a demon chasing me from that guy's car. It's already happened, don't deny it. Scary. The only thing bumper stickers tell me, they only tell me negative things about you. Like, there's never a bumper sticker that I see where it's like, you're cool, (laughs) you know? Like, I saw someone with a car, they plastered it with anime stickers. Plastered. What what have have you told me now? You just tell me that you've never had sex. That's all that that tells me. (laughs) Congratulations. Now everyone on Highway 1 knows that you're a virgin. That's great. Everybody knows. It's just very telling. Like, there's nothing good about... You know, bumper sticker, I feel like. I just hate bumper stickers, I guess. Another thing that's very telling about you is the kind of car you drive. Very telling. Like, I know everything about you if you just tell me the kind of car you drive. Like, someone that drives a Tesla, they're not overtly racist, <laughs> but they say things that kind of make you... Tilt your head a little bit. And I'm not saying there's a lot of Tesla drivers in this, in this city, and I get it. There's something about seeing a white guy in a Tesla where I know that he said, I have black friends before. I don't know what that is. Maybe that's just me. Something about it. I don't know. Something, you know, there's some status going on there. If you drive a, a Subaru, you're either a lesbian or you like hiking. Those are the only options. Or you're both. They're not, they're not mutually exclusive. You can do both. And then if you drive a Kia Soul, you're the fucking worst person ever. I fucking hate Kia Souls, and I hate you if you drive. Anyone drive a Kia Soul? Good. Stay silent. <laughs> That's right. Don't be proud of that shit. Keep that shit to yourself. <laughs> I fucking hate Kia Souls. I have a whole another minute on Kia Souls, but we can, uh, we'll, we'll retire that for now. I'll spare you guys. <laughs> uh, yeah, What's, what else is going on? I'm a young man. You guys can see that. I'm very young. How old do you think I am? Old enough. Okay, somebody walk me to my car after, good Lord. I'm putting a clog in my asshole after this, Jesus Christ. I can't even look in that direction anymore, I'm terrified. Yeah, I am old enough, I'm 22, I'm 22, I'm a young man. I mean, not old people, people in, in their 50s and 60s, they always talk to me about youth. They always like, cherish your youth. And it's like, yeah, of course I fucking cherish my youth. Like, I love to, ch- a lot of young people, I guess, don't cherish it. I love cherishing my youth. I got gray hair, I got smooth skin, and I fucking eat like shit. <laughs> I'm cherishing that shit. Everybody always tells me, just cherish your youth. I like being young. You know, being young is great. But I could feel myself doing things, or I, I, I am encroaching into the next stage of my life, and it freaks me out, you know? Sometimes I get male. I get mail, and I get excited. <laughs> I get excited for mail. I get excited when I see, like, a discovery card. I'm like, wow, they really want me to get a credit card? Like, I'm honored? <laughs> like, I don't want to be doing that. That's one step closer to 30, and that's not what I want, you know? I don't want to be drinking wine on a weekday and think my life is crazy. I want to stay young. I want to stay young forever. <laughs> but I keep doing shit that, that, that pushes me into, you know, the next stage of my life, and I don't like Like, I opened a Roth IRA. Can you guys fucking believe that? I'm 22 years old. I open a goddamn Roth IRA. That's fucking bullshit. You know the worst part? I opened it on 420 of this year. I opened it on 420. What kind of 22-year-old spends 420 fucking saving for their future? That's some bullshit. <laughs> I should have been mainlining THC and said I'm on fucking Fidelity Investments diversifying my portfolio. What the fuck? I did it at 420 p.m. too. I, did it. I didn't I did even notice. I just was doing it. I saw the clock was at 445. I was like, hmm. Get them next time, I guess. What the fuck? I hate that shit. I just want to be young. I want to be young forever. Is there a way? Does anybody have like a secret young serum? Thank you. Cocaine? Okay. You can talk to me after the show. You can't. You stay in that seat. Stay out of my peripheral. Uh, yeah, being young's cool, but I hate my fucking generation. I'll tell you that. I hate Gen Z. I'm Gen Z. You're gen Z? I fucking hate Gen, gen Z. And the uh, i don't like Gen Z because I don't know. I'm worried that we're gonna go to war, <laughs> and if we go to war, my generation's gonna fight in the war. And I'm gonna tell you this right now: you don't want people like me <laughs> out in the battlefield, okay? Look at me, what the hell am I gonna do? I look like I could kill anybody? I have no capacity for murder. I'm dying out there. If we go to war, I'm dying. Every, me and my old generation, we're, were worth jack shit, okay? We're weak-minded people. If we don't get enough likes on Instagram, we're suicidal. It's not good. <laughs> Suicide and war do not go along well, I'll tell you. <laughs> I just, uh I just think that we shouldn't go to, because you don't want the generation known for TikTok and Tide Pods to be out fighting in Iraq or something, okay? You can't TikTok your dance out of an Iranian death squad. Last I checked. Okay, I'm gonna end on that. That was a really hodgepodge of a joke, but I've been Ian Langlands. Thank
0: you. Ian Langlands, everyone. Yes. Okay, bye. Uh, that was that was really fun. I still think I still think that well I didn't have an abortion that year so he isn't the ghost of my dead abortion. Damn, you are on a roll. Oh. <laughs> it's cuz I'm so high. I'm like I'm like in the I'm uh, there's only now. Your next comedian <laughs> understands this. Uh, no, he's amazing and he built the Mutiny Radio app so if you want to listen to us live on iPhone, I I things. There's a free mutiny radio app that he built, because he's a genius. Put your hands together, everybody, for Raul Sudhardson. Yay!
7: What's up, guys? Keep it going for Pam and your last comic, Ian. He talked about Gen Z. You know who else is Gen Z, our lord and savior? Kyle Wittenhouse. Give it up for Kyle Wittenhouse. <laughs> uh, like who do you think's fighting in the war? People like him idolizing the police. It's, uh, that's our future. <laughs> anyway, uh, you guys fuck the vaccine. Uh, yeah, give it up for the vaccine. Yeah, uh, nerds. I'm kidding. <laughs> I got the vaccine. I got the vax booster shot last week on acid. <laughs> yes, true story. Terrifying. Um, you know, like what's happening to my body? I don't know. But you know, I got the booster shot because I don't even want kids. Yeah: <laughs> Yeah, Nicki Minaj was right, no. <laughs> um, I'm not going to finish that bit. Um, OK, um, you can't be racist to white people, did you know that? You can't be racist to white people uh, because of oppression or whatever, or something like that, but I'm going to try my hardest. <laughs> yeah, you know how you talk to a white person and, and you do your white voice? You know, you, to, you know, and "Hello, sir, can I have some cornflakes?" You know what I learned recently? You can't do that with black people. You can't do your black voice with, uh, but you know, it's not, it's not socially acceptable. Hey, man, can I have some cornflakes? That's what I think every black person sounds like. Like Danny Brown. <laughs> I on some Adderall. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, okay, um, one-liners. I heard someone's um, pronouns were she slash they, which wasn't helpful at all. You know, I'm trying to talk shit about you behind your back, not answer a multiple choice question. (laughs) What time is it? It's time for a quick virtue signal. Yes, I know that gender is a spectrum and whatever. And, you know, I understand it's a complicated thing. And you guys heard of this Latinx stuff? Yeah, yeah. you know, I love that they came up with Latinx. uh, And then just ignore the rest of the language. (laughs) They're going to have to have the Spanish teacher start teaching, hey, can I go to the Boniacs? Um... (laughs) Um, one-liner, um, a birth, a funeral, a funeral, give it up for funerals, um, a funeral is just what you get, uh, it's just a birthday celebration except you're not there. Yeah, I'm keeping it, it's for me, let's (laughs) do it for you. Oh, this one's for Pam, remember this one? Um, it's, okay, um, I talked to this girl, uh, she said she had, um, oppositional defiant disorder, have you heard of that? I didn't know you could get diagnosed with being 16. (laughs) i th- i th- I think I have the opposite problem. I think I have oppositional compliant disorder because <laughs> I played basketball you know, and I'd be like guarding a guy and I thought we were dancing, you know, and then he'd cross me over, break my ankles, and my faith in him <laughs> 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 I thought we were, I thought we were friends here <laughs> but um you know, and um I really should tag that I need to work on the tag for that. <laughs> Pam knows what's up. <laughs> Thank you. Um, let's see if, uh, what do I have? Um, oh yeah, wanna hear my Joe Biden impression? <laughs> 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 um, okay, wait, one last, okay. Uh, you know that uh, Robin Williams thing that like, Twitter was all like, oh, this guy should play Robin Williams, you know? This is Robin Williams' real, relax- uh, real reaction to John Belushi dying. John Belushi? I thought he was Gon-Belushi. Uh, John Belushi, Gon-Splushy. That's a joke I stole. <laughs> anyway, I think that's a good closer, because I love you all. <laughs> uh, thank you, my name's Rahul. Wow.
0: <laughs> Raul Sudersen. That was a presidential... That, that, was a, that was Ronald Reagan, ex-president Ronald Reagan yeah oh, oh okay. I was gonna do a I have one presidential um, impression I can do. Let's see if you know who it is. hey, hey, hey everybody. I gotta, yeah, I gotta hit back to gotta get back to Crawford, Texas. A, l- a lot of people say that Presidential Library is a big building for one copy of Good Night Moon <laughs> 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 Got, gotta get back, gotta get back there, you know. Tonight Laura's making taquitos that's mexican for little taco (laughs) i like them 375 nice and crispy okay that's my that's my george w bush impression yay me uh i'm gonna put you up after our next comedian everybody put your hands together for dorian trung
8: what's up everybody I'm excited uh, COVID is almost over, you know? Anyone else excited about that? I'm glad. Um, You know, because I think COVID was uh, bringing out the worst in everyone. Uh, You know, do you guys remember people were saying like really racist things like the Chinese virus has killed 1% of people infected? And I was like, damn, that is so offensive. I will not settle for anything less than 99%. You know what I mean? I mean I get it, one percent of people is, is a lot, is a lot. But all I'm saying is we've lost one percent. But when we walk outside, we don't notice they're gone. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. But I was afraid. I was afraid to get COVID. I was afraid to get COVID and die from COVID, you know? Because everybody is always talking about the comorbidities. Right? The last thing I want to do is get COVID, die from COVID, and then have all my friends talk about how fat I was. You know what I mean? They're like, hey, did you hear Dorian got a... Uh, he died from coronavirus? <sighs> yeah, he could really put down a burger, you know what I mean? Um, Some of you guys might look at me and say, hey, uh, you're not that fat. um, But that's because I got a body built like a hot dog. Like on the outside, I might look quite delicious. But when you get underneath this, it'll just leave you with regret. And I know this because every time, you know, I get intimate with a woman, the first time we ever make love, you know, she's always super excited, pumped like a kid for a first day of school, like. you know and then when she realizes uh, what's about to happen, you know that, that excitement just melts off her face. she's just like, <laughs> I want my mommy. All right, I guess we'll call your mom. Um, what can I say? I have uh, nothing to offer women, um, But then women miss are uh, really kind and usually, you know, sometimes they would give me a positive attributes that I do not deserve. You know what I mean? Like one time I walked, I walked a lady back to her car because it was late. And then when we got there, she was like, oh, what a gentleman. And I said, I need to stop you right there. I'm actually a misogynist. Because I am convinced the moment you walk out there without me, you're going to get raped and murdered. And if anyone was going to have sex with you tonight, I was hoping it would be me. All right, good night then. It took me about 30 years, but I uh, finally realized I'm I'm not a good person. You know what I mean? And I finally have to admit it. The other day, I was at a gas station, and uh, someone drove up to me in their Escalade. You know he rolled down his window, and he said, you know, my young daughter, she's only five years old, and she's going to die from cancer if I don't get her to the hospital right now. And all I need is $5 for gas. And I just gave him one of these looks like, yeah, I mean, I knew he was lying to me, but like, but damn, for just $5, I could have potentially saved a beautiful, innocent child from the jaws of death. And at that moment, all I could think about was, I might want a sandwich later. My uh, my ex uh, broke up with me. Um, she said I was homophobic because I wouldn't uh, do certain role plays with her. You know what I mean? She wanted me to uh, dress her up like the high school uh, quarterback and fuck her in the ass. And then I was like, you know, I'm not. I'm just not comfortable with that. And then I realized she's well of av- well aware of all the other role plays that we've done in the past. Like I have no problem pretending to be like a. Like a soldier at Auschwitz just like I love you, but I can't save you Anyway, I'm a terrible person, but I'll walk all of you guys to your car tonight. Thank you
0: Dorian drunk everyone Wow Way to double down on the creep. I like it. That's nice. It must be hard to get to meet women. (laughs) That's a good line though. I'll follow you back to your car. Your next comedian, uh, he's a wonderful human being and and so supportive and wonderful and bakes the best bread and is super funny. Put your hands together everybody for Dash Renault!
9: Wow, way to torpedo my set, Pam. Now that they know that I'm a baker, there's no way they're going to believe that I'm actually funny as well. <laughs> Impossible. I just got my son his first computer. Ooh. Unfortunately, I was caught stealing it. <laughs> the Apple store had an eyewitness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys are easy tonight. Jeez, this is not even the punch yet. Come on. Jeez. <laughs> He said that what he really cared about was audio quality, so I ended up buying him a Dell. I knew he didn't want PC though, so I put a MAGA hat on her. (laughs) I was just listening to the radio on the way over here, listening to NPR, I'm a big NPR fan, and there was this guy talking about the ending of apartheid in South Africa. And what was so weird about the set is his voice was a lot like mine, but every time he said apartheid, he said, apartheid? When they were ending apartheid, it wasn't clear if they wanted to end apartheid or if they knew that even once they ended apartheid, they'd still have power. It's like, is this some kind of Jordan Firstman character? Like, what are you doing, dude? Heaven forbid anyone should mispronounce apartheid. Let's, like, respect the culture of apartheid. You'll have to listen to it. You'll agree when you hear it. I like documentaries and stuff. The problem with watching documentaries is that it ruins talking about current events. Because there's no topic that you can talk about without ruining the ending to some really good documentary you've seen. Like, I would love to tell you all right now exactly what you could start doing today to save the oceans. But I would r- be ruining Sea for you. <laughs> like, you should really go watch it, it's really good. <laughs> um, I do care about the environment, though. Recently, I had a friend come to visit, and I said, hey, what do you want to do? We can drive you over to Berkeley, show you the Golden Gate Bridge, take you to the Coit Tower. She said, let's just get in the car and see where the open road takes us. And in my head, I'm like, that's the same thing as saying, let's just turn on the stove while we figure out what we want to do for dinner. You know, all four ranges. Why not? You know, burn it down. I did read recently, though, all the best things that you can do to save the planet, and it turns out that the number one thing that you can do for the environment is to have one fewer child. Unfortunately, the article did not clarify how you're supposed to dispose of it. Compostable, I'm assuming? I don't know. You guys had some good thoughts for disposing of children earlier. It's a good theme at the night. I already have a kid. I couldn't bring myself to get rid of him, so I've done the next best thing, and I've just disabused him of all of the privileges that I've grown accustomed to myself, you know? And it's hard, like, showering your kid with cold water. Like, they freak out for, like, the first 50 times, you know? They finally get used to it, though. Uh, being a vegetarian was easy. You just don't expose him to meat. You know, that's all you have to do. The hard part was getting him neutered, though. He, uh, he really hates trips to the doctor's office now. Um, yeah, I got through that pretty quickly. Uh, how are you guys doing? I don't know. Did that go well? Is that fine? I I have trouble relating to, like, an audience, right? Because there is... I would never go and pay someone to do comedy, honestly. The only person in the world I would pay to see Tell Jokes, and I am not shitting you, is this man right here, Lou. Lou has listened to, like, 70% of my material that exists, and I've never heard him tell jokes. I would pay a fortune to get him up here and hear what he has to say, but... You know, instead, I just have to try and put myself in your mind. It's like, does Lou like this set? And hopefully he did, because I'm going to end it right there, because that was my extra minute. But you guys have been awesome. My name's Dash Renault. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your night.
0: Dash, relating to the audience. All right. Knowing people's names and everything. Would you feel included? Does everyone feel included? Yes! Mr. Uh I'm really excited to bring up your next comedian who just found out that they got into Sketchfest. Yes! Put your hands together, everybody, for Colin Braun! Yay!
2: Thank
5: you. Um,
10: I, I, I also had that reaction when I heard that I got into Sketchfest. I don't know why I got into Sketchfest. Apparently their standards have slipped considerably since the pandemic. Um, But here we are at an open mic, because that's all I do. I don't know why I'm in Sketchfest. My comedy's all right, I don't know. A lot of people are often disappointed when I show up uh, because I look taller in my headshot and I sound black over the phone. But that's only because I do a voice. If I don't the face paint doesn't make any sense. I have nods from the black guy. That means that it's okay. And sad groans from all the white people. That's how you know it's a good that's how you know it's a good race joke. What's that? Um I, I'm I'm disappointed in myself though. I didn't bring my prop bag. I'll occasionally have a prop bag, but I didn't bring it today, so I don't have my prop, so I can't do my Alec Baldwin impression. I know. It, it would have killed, too. It's, it's good. Um, so, the best I can give you is a scene from the office of Alec Baldwin's publicist. Hello? Hi. What? Thank you. <laughs> Credit to Joe Biden. We have not had a headline like, Alec Baldwin shot somebody since Biden took office. Remember when those were coming out every three days? All right. (laughs) Uh, This next one, this is another impression, kind of a character I'm working on. This is the guy who, um, who just found out that his wife has been cheating on him for 10 years, and also he sucks at golf. Thank you. I tried doing that at an open mic at a gay bar, and it was not a hole in one um, It was rough um, but i'm glad I'm glad I didn't give up on it though I'm glad I came here and took a swing at it anyway i um I am gay, I work in construction. I am not the only gay man in construction. There are two guys in pre-construction at McCarthy that are in this city, so there's three of us. Thank you. There are many queer people though in construction, turns out. We have a rich, diverse tapestry of lesbians. Um, But it's good to be one of the few gay men. I'm in the gay men's union. I'm a foreman in the gay men's union. It's really hard to find good manpower these days millennials they just don't want to put in the effort uh, They just want to bottom my uh, my my boss is a supervisory coxman uh, every every morning he runs the daily meeting we go through the agenda it's about a half hour end of joke oh I could have t- I could have tied that in so well if you build something out of steel that process is called an erection I got to work on a big, bright red erection for a year. You can see it from your house. All right. Um, this is just a st- damn it. This is just a thought I had the other day. Um, I think real estate is the gayest industry in the world because effectively, you show up somewhere and you say, "Let's deal with all of this." <laughs> And that's how we get our money. Thank you so much. My name is Colin Braun.
0: <laughs> Colin Braun, everyone. Hooray, huzzah. Uh, we're almost back on the normal list. We've been sort of, as you, the judges, you can tell, we're skipping around a little bit. Things are a little crazy, but we're kind of getting back on the list. It's one more switch, and then we'll be back. But put your hands together right now for Peter Struckmeyer. Yay! <laughs>
11: Everyone, we did it! We have freed Britney Spears! Now I'm stronger than yesterday! they me no more, Thank you. Hi. Yes, all of our efforts have finally worked. We have finally freed Britney Spears, and there were a lot of campaigns to get us this, to this moment. All right, like, I don't know if you all saw this, but at one point, there was a group of House Republicans who are working on passing legislation during the pandemic to free Britney Spears. And what a way to defy the stereotype that all Republican men are closeted homosexuals. <laughs> like, bro, who's going to think you're straight when you're in Congress? Like, play toxic. We stand our queen, yes. I am gay. Uh, I should have realized I'm gay a lot sooner in life than I did. Like growing up as a kid, I should have realized no straight kid is watching every episode of America's Next Top Model. Uh, like there's no straight boy who's like in his room watching the show like, you wanna be on top? Eh eh eh, 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 you wanna be on top? Turns out, no, I don't. All right, I need to take a poll of this audience here because I learned this two days ago and it has been blowing my mind ever since. Okay, make some noise if you have ever been to a steakhouse called Ponderosa. You know what this is? Okay, I learned what this is two days ago and I'm horrified by this concept. Okay, for those of you who don't know what Ponderosa is, which is everyone except Brady, Ponderosa is a steakhouse? where you grill your own steak, right? Like, I have not stopped laughing at this. Like, do these people not realize that you can go to a restaurant and you don't have to do that? Like, are you supposed to do your own dishes too? Like, at that point, it's just like, I don't know, why don't I just show up to the In-N-Out with my burger patties and be like, I'm here to make my burger. (laughs) i to fry this all up myself. Alright, you have not found that as funny as I did, but I've been laughing about it for two days straight. Um, have we seen the movie Dune? Yeah, pretty good movie, right? Um, for those of you who haven't seen this movie, it's about sand? Space? Uh, aliens? I don't know. It's took like an edible and I didn't understand it. And I've seen it twice now. Um... But at one point, Timothy Chalamet starts in this movie, okay? And at one point in the movie, Timothy Chalamet is face to face with what I can only describe as a gigantic butthole. Okay? This monster, like, you can count the spokes on this butthole that Timothy Chalamet is fe- facing off against. And. Th- Let's let this sink in a little bit further, okay? This is not just any actor who was face to face with a gigantic butthole. This is Timothy Chalamet. I am talking Timothy Chalamet, Queen of the Twinks, Eight Army Hammers, come in the Peach Pit, in Call Me By Your Name, before we had Monteros, Timothy Chalamet. We are supposed to believe it. this guy has never been face to face with a butthole prior to this moment. And that is a brilliant acting job and that is my time. I am Peter Struckmeyer. Thank you so much. Free Britney, day free.
0: I don't know who Timothy Chalamet is, but I'm definitely afraid of looking at people's buttholes. Like, I avoided it all, co- like, I don't, like, I, I'm closing my eyes when I'm sucking a dick, you know what I'm saying? I don't even want to know where, what's happening back in the, oh, I, I don't understand. Actually, I, with the young kids, what are you, Gen Z, or whatever, this, this pandemic was perfect for you with the COVID because it made you lose your sense of taste and smell, and it seems like all Gen Zers talk about is eating ass, like, that's it. They're just like, get me, I'm like, what, what? But if you lose your sense of taste and smell, I mean, I guess, now's the time. Uh, all right, hey, I'm really excited for your next comedian. She was really supportive. She came last night to the Boozland show, which is gonna be happening the second and fourth Thursdays at Emperor Norton's Boozland. Clap your hands together right now, everybody, for Kavita Singh, yay!
12: Okay. Hey everyone. Um it sounds like I'm sick. My roommate has a cat. It's allergies. It was really bad. Uh won't affect the mic. Okay. Alright, so I have I have some jokes. Scale of one to five. Let's see how this goes. Alright, so I moved here from the East Coast a month ago. Uh it's been it's forced me to reckon with my mental illness. Why? Because the weather here doesn't change. It's always the same, it's pretty warm, right? In New York, it's cold. You blame your depression on the weather. Can't do that here. Can't pretend like I'm mentally ill for only half the year. Can't have a conversation with a friend to be like, had to talk myself off of a ledge yesterday. And they're like, yeah, the sun will do that to you. I'll give that it too. I'm from Long Island, which is a super white uh, area in New York. Um, people see me and they think I'm Indian, but I'm like too white for brown people and too brown for white people. Uh, it's hard when I go to, a, to an Indian salon and when they thread my eyebrows uh, and they try to speak to me in Hindi and I can't respond. That's when they realize that they were sold an idea. They're like, you're white. And your eyebrows are disgusting. I'll give that a one and a half. Honestly, I feel that was okay. Yeah. Uh, so I, uh, so I'm from, so I'm from Long Island. Uh, my boyfriend's name is Ryan Howe, which is a super white name for my black boyfriend. Uh, his parents named him that because they don't want recruiters discriminating against him in the application process. Name aside, I feel like you get a sense of what colonization looks like when your black boyfriend was a part of an acapella troupe. I was like, Ryan, I don't know if you're doing much for the culture by performing for the testosterone tones. I think we need to take I think you're taking falsetto to a completely different stage. My parents don't approve of my relationship with Ryan, uh, because they're fucking racist, and uh, you know. But 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 despite their racism, I still talk to my mom about my relationship with him in the hopes that like she'll humanize him and like humanize him, um, which I think is a radical approach uh, these days. Like I think the average Gen Zer is like, normalize murdering your racist parents, and I'm like, that's not productive. Like, I'm on their phone plan. <laughs> All right, I'll give that a three. I'm so insecure. Like, literally, if I go back to these notes, it's always like, one, two, one, two. All right. Uh, my my friends, uh, so I grew up in a racist community, uh, fortunately. Uh, there's so many, like, brown, but I, I, I had this brown friend in college who was like, yeah, I could never imagine myself dating, uh, a black guy and i was like yeah it's because you are too busy trailing ass of like douche indian douchebags who treat you like shit you know like it's uh like the number of indian women who would rather normalize like shitty brown male behavior than like date a good black guy is like absurdly high my sister is one of them like between she's like obsessed with dating like brown guys, Indian guys, and it's like, between inviting these men over to her house, introducing them to her parents, cooking a meal for them, and then getting dumped two weeks later, our house feels like a fucking bus stop. I'm like, you need to increase your fare. And then the neighbors are like, is this a Bollywood special? I'm like, no, she just keeps getting dumped. Like, uh, okay, that's all I have. <laughs>
0: Keep your hands clapping for Kavita Singh, everybody. Don't know if she has, uh, what is it, allergies? Or maybe it's COVID. No, I thought during COVID, no, I'm kidding, I'm kid, obviously. No, no, it's, who, uh, who knows? Uh, only 666 people have died from COVID. Those are the numbers of, as of today. I'm so happy when it's like something like 666. I'm like, yeah, Hail Satan, Slayer. I'm wearing a Lucifer jacket. <laughs> yeah. That's how you know a real Slayer fan, because they carve it into their skin. they are cut a Slayer. Are you a real Slayer fan? Eh. Are you a real metal fan? Chop off your two middle fingers, make it a permanent metal sign. It's very metal. <laughs> cool. Uh, I'm, I'm excited for your next comedian uh thanks for being here you are you are a vision tonight i love your your whole look you're gonna scare people in the street later you're gonna oh. jump out no because he's all it's it's scary it's dark so early now uh you can't see anything <laughs> what it's like five o'clock the sun changed i'm digging myself a bigger and bigger hole put your hands together everybody for Samuel baldwin Yay. Yeah.
13: So I'm not gonna lie to you guys. Um, Kavita, like I, I don't know you, but when I first saw her uh, just now, uh, I immediately thought like Mia Khalifa.
14: <laughs>
13: and if you don't know who Mia Khalifa is, uh, if you go look her up, um, you'll either find that statement like either really racist or kind of perverted, and I'm cool with both of them. <laughs> Note it. <laughs> so um. I just recently had a birthday. I turned thirty-two and for the past six years I've been pretending to be seventeen on the public transits to pay the youth prices. <laughs> and it's been working like a fucking charm. Cause like every year they replace they have a new driver every year, so like they don't really catch on. But the one time it did kinda like the third it was like the third year. It was like a Filipino dude. And he was like he kinda looked at me, like he just looking at me, and I was just looking at him and like he kind of like asked me, like, how old are you? I'm like, what do you, what do you mean? i like, how old am I? Like, how, like with my mustache off I'm completely, like, don't play me like that. I got this baby face. Don't do me like that. <laughs> because when I first moved to um, California, like I moved to a neighborhood with a, a lot of Mexican kids and a lot of um, Polynesian kids. And all these motherfuckers are like 6'1", 230 pounds, like including, like, like the girls. Like, they're all these motherfuckers <laughs> just, just big and shit. And like they they all either look like um Dwayne, the Johnson or like Jason Momoa or like Alex Rodriguez. Like you just they grow up fast. And like I, I kinda got mad too, like when he um when he when he like kinda called me out, like you don't like you don't see this fourteen year old kid, like this dude like he like David Ortiz now. Like what are you talking about? Oh, you guys not baseball fans?
14: <laughs>
13: all right, well David Ortiz is a big, like two hundred and fifty pound, like Dominican guy, so imagine that. <laughs> um, like lately, I've been going back and like reanalyzing like um, things that I like, like during my youth, like old TV shows and movies and stuff like that. And like, it's like funny, like as as you get older, you start relating more to the villains and all the in, like movies and stuff like. That. Like I went back and watched the Grinch, how the Grinch stole Christmas and it was one point as he was putting the the presents inside the bag i was like yeah man fuck them kids like that's just <laughs> like who gotten kids. that's just hilarious cuz like eventually like he gave the the presents back so it was like he kind of like extending the christmas cheer cuz imagine like you you remember how geeks used to get around christmas time like fuck, fuck, fuck. Christmas, like I fucking love it. Like fucking you log, all that shit. Santa, fucking fucking love, Santa. Go geeked up. Cause you you were a kid. You didn't know like how to relieve stress. Like, like you didn't know about masturbation yet or yoga. So like it was just all geeked up in your head and whatnot. And then imagine you wake up, you that high, and then you wake up and all your presents are gone. Like imagine like you go from that high to that low. Like that's kinda like, um, redrawing from like heroin, like can you, can you imagine? Like it's just like oh, you just don't, can't do nothing with it. And then he brings them back, and then like oh, you're gonna go through the fucking roof. That's like at least four times the Christmas cheer when you, <laughs> when you, when you, when, you, when you get those presents back. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Thank you. Uh, what else I want to talk about? Um, I'm at the point in my aging process where like my my body is just like saying like fuck you, we're gonna do what we want. Because like I was in the gym the other day and I hit my ankle. The inside of my ankle on the on the bench, like and then I was limping for the rest of the day and then I put ice on it and everything. And then I woke up and then the inside of my knee was hurting. I was like, Ain't this a bitch? Like how the how the is my fucking knee hurting? Like I didn't even use my knees yesterday. Like I left them in the shop. Like how's that? Appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, I gotta go work that. Yeah. But it's been good, you guys. Um I've been carrying Baldwin,
0: thank you. <laughs> everyone yay yeah getting old sucks dude like once you're over 30 ooh, don't ride a skateboard anymore unless you don't like your teeth if you're like yeah fuck my teeth write <laughs> a skateboard after 30 it's good okay it's just real real life Da-na-na-na. the more you know when you fall down after 30 you actually get hurt <laughs> like before 30 you're just like made of bubble gum or something uh, your next comedian, clap your hands together, everybody, he's new, kind of, uh, Mike Libanow! Yeah! The ring of Fire! The Ring of Fire!
15: Yeah, I got the last name right, I'm already off to a good start. It's my first time here, so I'm really glad to be here, yeah, yeah, I know. I know I'm such a whore by starting the set with that, oh, it's my first time here. But it really, I know, I'm, I'm such a whore, yeah, yeah, Kyle's seen me a lot, so he knows I'm a whore. No, but uh, I'm actually really glad to be here because I see a lot of new faces and this is the first time I'm getting to see your comedy. It's actually really awesome. It's always fun when it's like that. One clap, all right, there you go. Yeah, yeah. enough with the positivity. All right, let's let's get into some bitterness. So uh, you guys don't know this. I usually make a lot of jokes uh, about my marriage where I say you know, I'm looking to cheat on my wife or we're both dead on the inside at this point. But the truth is After 15 years, we're actually still very much in love. Yeah, I know. It's so adorable, right? You know, what's funny is um, I was doing this bit the other night, and when I said that, that after 15 years, we're still very much in love, one guy in the audience just went, gay! (laughs) What the hell am I supposed to say back to that? No, you're gay! (laughs) But the truth is, it's true. You know, we're still very much in love. And I actually remember the moment that we started falling in love. Uh, we were, you know, not doing anything special. We were just at home, having one of our Seinfeld marathons, right? And we weren't even talking to each other, you know? We we're just busy laughing at Seinfeld. And when we were done, you know, we kind of accidentally locked eyes and I was just getting lost in these big, beautiful eyes of hers. And she just ripped the biggest fart I've ever heard in my life, right? But, you know, cause, I'm going to tell you something, guys. That's how you know when you've captured a woman's heart, when they feel comfortable enough to rip a big fart in front of you. You know I'm speaking the truth. I see you're kind of just nodding your head like, oh, yeah. Because the thing is, you know, woman will suck your dick on the first date, but do you think any woman would ever rip a fart on the first date? Hell no, right? You, you could be, go months into the relationship without ever hearing that girl fart. But, you know, we got to, you know, that they got to do it sometime, right? You can't just keep holding it in, you know, they're going to explode, right? I actually even asked around about this, you know, for science, (laughs) all right? And apparently what women do is if they have to fart on a date, they'll just hold it until they get home. It's like, ah, that makes a lot of sense. That's why women walk the way that they do. They're not swaying their hips and trying to be sexy, They're they're clenching those butt cheeks, making sure that beast doesn't get out of its cage. (laughs) So early on in my relationship with my wife, I kinda did a test, so it's really more of a trap, right? I invited her over for burritos because I'm a romantic, and I made sure that her burrito was just loaded with beans, right? So we finish our burritos, and to make sure that she doesn't escape to the bathroom, I lured her with a question that she could not help but go on about. I asked her about her co-workers, Mm -hmm. And it's always amazing how, you know, you ladies and everyone else at work is crazy and stupid except for you. But no fart, still no fart. So when she finally farted those months later, that's when I, that's why I knew we were falling in love. And ever since that moment, her anus has just been off to the races. That sounds like a bunch of souped up Honda Civics in my house. It's like Jesus, you crazy bitch. My mouth was open. <laughs> All right, but you don't you it starts getting to get the point where you know you kinda even start liking it, right? It's like Is that is that the curry ramen from Mizikaya? That's what I ordered on our first date. Oh my god. You remembered. But you know, there was that moment later on when I finally realized that she was the one. We were having another Seinfeld marathon, and just in the middle of it, she just got right in front of my face, and she said softly to me, I have to take a shit. I was like, okay, we've reached level 100 in this relationship. We are going to get married. There are no more boundaries. All right, and you guys didn't imagine it. I just did five minutes about my wife farting. <laughs> All right, guys, that's my time. Thanks for having me. It was a great time.
0: Michael Libano, everyone. And his amazing farting wife. Woo. Uh, my farts are h- horrific because I'm like 33% pig. Like, I eat so much pork. And I'm like 33% beer, and then I'm like 33% dairy products. And then like 1%, I just ate a pint of raspberries. I do that every once in a while. You know when you, this is, this is a terrible thing. I don't know why I'm going to say this. Uh, they say you are what you eat, but I don't ever remember eating an oil painting. Like with little seeds in it. I'm like, what is happening? It's so weird. Uh, all right, your next comedian coming to the stage keeps, yeah, uh, I can just, we're we're actually back on the list on number 14. Things are normal and everything's back to normal. Yeah, and then you're after and then you, and then you. Uh, and yeah, unless, um, you know, unless there's walk-ups, we'll see what happens. Uh, but uh, put your hands together, everybody, for Brady Pearson!
16: Yay. Wow, thank you. Hey, everybody, how you doing? Now, I have to say that I, you know, don't share Pam's fear of ass. I don't know. As a gay man, I feel like. And, you know, millennials have good taste. I mean. <laughs> you know, and eating ass isn't easy. It's not what they always think about. Like, so this happened to me the other day, and I'm trying some new bits here. So, you know, there's the easy ass. There's, the, But I finally got the elusive one, the one that was just so amazing. And it was the straight boy ass. Yes. They know. After years of searching the strange beast, it not only came to me, I didn't have to tag it, drink it, or roofie it. It was amazing. There I am, me and my friend were standing out in front of some club, and he's like, hey, you all look like you could teach me some. No, he really did say that. He did. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh yeah!" And my and my friend and I are like this. Is he? Is he kidding? Oh my God! Is he, are you kidding? <laughs> keep it cool. Keep it cool. Keep it cool. <sighs> okay. Yeah. 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 What do you want to do? You can use my body as uh, you know, anything. I made this body for you. I was like, "Oh, bitch, we gotta get this thing home." <laughs> You're not drunk, are you? No, I, I didn't say. Uh, and you know, as we're getting into it, he's like, "Oh yeah, you know, you can do it. You can rub me, and I go down." And there it is, ladies and gentlemen. In its beautiful glory, the straight ass, the sought-after golden leaf. You, I mean, it was beautiful, unexpected, clean. Thank God. I mean, we didn't have we didn't have to take it to the shop or anything. Because sometimes when you clean, we need something. You want to take it to the sink? You want to wash it? We didn't have to do that this time. You know. <laughs> All right. Um, sorry. And it, was, and it was so, and, it was, and you go in there and you open, and it's like, oh my God, and the angels sang, and boom, you know. It isn't quite like that, but um, he did back up on it. Oh, I've never done this. Oh, I've never. Oh my God, I've never done this before. Oh, never. Uh uh-huh. Well, I just found out I was bisexual yesterday. He also really said that. No, he really did. Seriously. I can't you comedians, Sometimes we just can't make that shit up, you know, and um, Yes, it was glorious. All of my fantasies came true ladies and gentlemen um, and some of my friends too, obviously, you know And then I woke up to a lovely baby arm if you know what that means Yeah, yeah a baby arm is a dick the thickness and you know density of a baby's arm I guess you okay You've never had that? Really? Okay. Well, you know, I've been such a cocksucker all my life. It gives me all these existential questions. Like, uh, how many, I've been sucked so much today. How many miles of cock have I sucked? Thank you, dear. And since I always know that means a minute, I'm going to sing for you my little song, because when I rewrote Little Orphan Annie, I rewrote it as Little Orphan Fanny. And it goes something like this. Your son'll come out tomorrow. Bet he'll be a bottom and he'll swallow all my cum. He'll be gay, but he won't be lonely. I'll jizz on his chin, he'll grin and say. Tomorrow, tomorrow, I'll bottom. Tomorrow, it's only a gay away. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen.
0: You need to make some merch, Brady, that says it's only a gay away. That's so funny. I love that song. All right. Uh, super excited for your next comedian. She's new on the scene, but she's been a stalwart for the past couple months. Put your hands together, everybody. For Janae, the Neighborhood Witch, Ramini.
17: Who's doing the music? Tell him, Pam. I like to hear nigga shit, Megan the Stallion, City Girls, Beyonce, somebody black. Anytime I'm up on this motherfucker, I want to hear yeah, yeah, shit like that. Hi, y'all. I'm testing some new shit out. Bear with me. Where that little book at? Okay. So, I hate my baby daddy. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> I hate him. Um, He's just very insecure. Like, for instance, you know, um, Halloween just passed. And we were at home with our young little cub. And he was like, um, you know, I, I, don't, I don't trust you. Like, I, I feel like you fucking around on me. I'm like, why would you say that? He was like, you just said you heard somebody in the house. I'm like, yeah, nigga, it was a ghost. He was like, you probably fucking that nigga. <laughs> I said, how fucking dare you? How'd you know he was black? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's get the How did you know? Jealous? <laughs> Boom, motherfucker. Okay. I'm going to give that a 10 because I can really, yeah. Okay. um. So as I said, I have a son, he's two, and uh, I just really feel like um, he doesn't listen. He's bad as fuck, I may be ready to adopt. I thought I was ready until, I don't know, he came. So I was trying to discipline him and I'm trying to do what the white people do. You know how you guys do, talk to your children. Time outs in the corner. And I saw this one thing about some countdown y'all be doing. So I was like, mega. He was doing some shit he wasn't supposed to do. I was like, mega. <clears throat> one. Two. I swear to God, he looked up at me and was like, damn, bitch. Three. <laughs> <laughs> get fucking to it. I was like, ugh. Huh. I'm telling your daddy. It's the ghost nigga in the back. He going get your ass in your dreams, mega. I know that's right. I'm gonna give that a ten as well. Um, I hate my upstairs neighbors. Um, They're old as fuck, and for some odd reason, I don't know if they're—I don't know what's going on. But every time I see them, they look different. Um, I know they have nobody. I think they're like recovering addicts. Who knows? I just hate them, and for the reason being, I always hear shit like this. uh, Just imagine this. What the fuck? Life alert. Life alert cuz all they do is be fallen that's all you fucking hear me and mega playing with his ghost step daddy what the fuck i really want to go up there but i'm afraid if they are fall do i got to like call 911 do i have to be involved in this because go to hell i hate y'all um i'm going to give that a 6 okay and uh okay i have a question for you motherfuckers Um, did you guys hear that they're making the 99 cent store or the Dollar Tree like a dollar in some change? You did not? Okay, so for the people that do, I just felt like where do you motherfuckers get off? Like, you know damn well your ass started at the 99 cent store. Who the fuck told you to go to the Dollar Tree, mama? Bring your ass, bring your poor ass, Back to the 99-cent store where you belong. Or All right. Um, and I have a little quick story. I've been working on this joke. So my brother is a white man that once was a nigga. You will understand what I mean by the end of this bit. <laughs> Trust and fucking believe. So he comes in the house, pants raised to his waistline, of course. Uh, the, the collared shirts you white men like to wear, nipples sticking out. Um, belt, uh, shoes that are not Jordans or Yeezys. I don't know what the fuck they're called. Uh, so he comes in and my nephew is with him and he was born white. He has no type of hip shit in him. So he comes in and my mom's like, oh, hi, hi, hi. Antoine, why doesn't Marco have on his mask? He looked at her like he was from Texas. He was like, he's not vaccinated. I said, oh, shit. You're an anti-vaxxer. First off, you ever seen a nigga point his finger in his mama face? We've lost him. He does not belong to niggas no more. Do you agree, nigga? You ever put your finger in your mama face? Nah. Fuck, no, you have not. So he was like, you're an anti-vaxxer. I said, bitch, you done lost your ass. You done gained a Karen and lost Kareem. Thank y'all so much for my time.
18: Look well, why I ain't for that fuck shit, So fuck this. Let me explain only child style. So you don't miss. I grew up to myself, not round no part bench. That say nigga business.
0: Janae, the park neighborhood road. witch. Those lovely children. Ugh Just one chill child. You know, I used to I used to be a nanny and this I was baffled by babies. Uh why do babies' pants have pockets? Baby's pants, pockets, why? They're wearing cargo pants. Like your 18-month-old has cargo pants with 12 pockets. What could they possibly be putting in their pockets? They can't put their hands in their pockets. They can't put their own socks on. What do you put in the pockets? And as a nanny, that's where I put my drugs. (laughs) Because it was the only safe place. Kids, 18-month-olds, understand the mechanics of zippers. But not their own fucking pockets. Uh, Your next comedian, I want to make a deal with you because every time you come, I covet your In-N-Out cup, and I want to make a deal with you that if you bring me a cheeseburger, like once every other week, you never have to Venmo again. If you just bring me a cheese, because you're, you're going anyway, and just an extra cheeseburger. Because every time I look at your cup and I'm like, he, he has so much access to it, In-N-Out. There's only one In-N-Out in San Francisco, and it's at the for the tourists, and there's no drive-through, and it's at the wharf, and get there, okay. You're nice, comedian, very funny guy. Put your hands together for Kyle Morrissey. Yay. I,
19: haven't, I haven't had In-N-Out in 12 weeks. This cup is three months old. It's, it's been in my cup holder. Um, so obviously you guys watched a lot of porn during the pandemic, which is why I've been thinking about porn a lot lately. Um, I, I think porn's funny, and I think people's reaction to it is funny. I think it's funny when people say porn is unrealistic. It's pretty realistic. Uh, it's it's practically a documentary if you zoom in far enough. Okay, it's the, there's no CGI. Like those are real people having real sex. It's pretty realistic. They mean the writing. They mean the writing is bad. That's true. I think the writing in porn could use a bump. I think we need some professional. Like I'd watch a porn written by M Night Shyamalan. That would be. You know, he was dead the whole time. Oh, my God. (laughs) You know, Uh, that would be, that would be fun. Um, Porn's like, porn's like saving Private Ryan, where you're disappointed when you learn it wasn't a true story. But if you ask a veteran, they're like, no, that's exactly what it was like. (laughs) I I had to leave the theater. (laughs) There's too much blood. (laughs) If you get through the first 20 minutes of it, you're fine. (laughs) Um... Yeah, pandemic. Uh, <laughs> I I saved a lot of money during lockdown, and it wasn't really because I was inside the whole time. It was just because they stopped showing white people in commercials. And so <laughs> I haven't bought anything in, like, 10 months. <laughs> I It's my... My desire as a consumer has gone down. See, it's weird watching TV now, because I'm just like, oh, I guess the 2021 Corolla isn't meant for me. Uh, (laughs) I can't identify with that upper middle class Asian-American family. (laughs) (laughs) I guess I'm supposed to be in the backseat of the Subaru now. All right, I got it. Um, I was, I'm in family therapy right now. And one of the things I learned is I really like blaming my parents. It's fun. It feels good because I went through a phase where I was like, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to take responsibility for my faults. They're human beings. They're not perfect. And that was easily the most depressed phase of my life I've ever had. So I was like, no, fuck it. I'm blaming it. Because the moment you decide to blame your parents for your life, it is like slipping into a hot jacuzzi. It feels, you're just like, oh, fuck, yeah, it's all their fault. Oh. Yes, they never loved me, put the Jets on, oh, maybe I was molested, oh, yeah. I don't know what else to talk about. <laughs> um, I, uh, I'm getting skinny fat, which is worse than skinny, um, which was already pretty bad because I spent my whole life being told I look like a Holocaust survivor. But now I get told I look like a Holocaust survivor who stole all the bread from people who died in the Holocaust. So I find that offensive. I always thought I would have looked more like a guard. Uh, <laughs> Jawline, you know. Um, Fuck it. I mean, I know I got some notes. All right. I'm taking a look. All right. Let's see here. Oh, my God. I can't do this with one hand. Um, no, I did all that already. Uh, <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. So I got engaged, whatever. Um, I, uh, I, I think it's funny when she gives me a hard time about not wanting to try new things because again, pandemic's sitting around a lot. She's always like, why don't you ever want to try anything new? I'm like, that is the whole reason I haven't dumped you yet. <laughs> okay. I, I, and I know it's mean, it's more mean. It's, but the logic of it checks out. I just, I feel like she would, you know, uh, not care so much about going to a new restaurant if it was with a new girlfriend. <laughs> so <laughs> I got to get out of here. All right, goodbye, everybody.
18: Kyle
0: Morrissey, everyone. We have one last comedian, um, and he has been so patient. He's been here since like 5.15, which is a long time. Time, and it confuses me because I'm like, you're so pretty. What? You don't have nothing better to do? Like, where are the throngs of girls uh, following you around? Uh, I love his last name because it it has pagan in it, which is perfect. Because, uh, right? It's, spe- it's spelling. It's spelling. Uh, put your hands together, everybody, for Gabe Paganucci! Yay! What's going on?
20: Um, You guys like drugs? Yeah, Yeah? what's like some favorite drugs? Uh, Acid I heard acid. I'm gonna go with that because I have some stories. Um, (laughs) I Used to take a lot of acid uh, like way back uh, like a year ago and (laughs) in my long life um, I, I Liked pretending that I was like realizing shit First of all, I hate like the word realize like cuz it's used wrong all the time. Like I hope you realize that you're like, I don't know, fucking my dog or some shit. Like I'm not going to realize it because I already you're told you're telling me. So I've already learned it. So that's that's a stupid word. Anyway, um acid. Uh I took a bunch of it and I hiked up this hill one time. Terrible opening to the story, but this <laughs> Basically I get to the top and I just, I see like this bench and there's this old dude sitting there and I mean, I'm on acid. I'm like, dude, this, this seems pretty holy to me. I, I, I've gone this far. This is definitely where I'm going to meet God, you know? So I go, I'm wearing these like stupid ass sunglasses just to hide how buzzed I look. And I go sit down next to him and I just start asking him questions. And, uh, I was like, you know, trying to figure out my life. I really wanted to get into movies and I was asking him asking him about it. And uh I asked him what he does and he says he works in carpentry. And then he said he has a son that works in lighting. And dude, I I gotta tell you, I started crying like straight up. I was like, this is it. Like I fucking met him. Like this is crazy. And I asked him his name and he told me his name was Dennis. I was like, dude, you're my new fucking God. Like, I don't really care who you are at this point. Like, yeah, whoever you are, Dennis is my religion now. (laughs) I, I, I even went back like the next day and I met him and like, he's a completely normal dude. He's fine. But, you know, I just like to imagine that that guy is God and he is my religion. So skip to about, I don't know, two days later, I'm in rehab. (laughs) and and, uh you know in rehab they make you like pick out you know a higher being to pray to all the time and um like we all had a prayer would be like dear universe dear god and i would say dennis every single fucking time and i don't know if that like you know helped at all you know because it was just what i believed on acid is now my religion. And so now I picked that as my higher power. So technically acid is my higher power. And that's like, <laughs> that's pretty stupid in itself. So it, I didn't do rehab correctly. So <laughs> yeah, rehab sucked too. I was out, like, out in Utah. It was one of those things where it wasn't really my choice, but um, I uh, <laughs> we had to shit in these buckets and like, like <laughs> you had to like, like clean them out and shit it was terrible honestly but like there was there was like funny moments to it you know like this guy once told this story about this kid who like had to go out and take a shit in the middle of the woods and like <laughs> yeah you, you know that they were staffed they couldn't let you run away so they'd like turn around and this kid like came up behind him and like tapped him on the fucking uh shoulder it was like I have some more toilet paper and he has shit just like all over his finger like I just uh, stuff like that I was like wow like that could only happen in Utah to pull a bunch of fucking drug addicts like that's that's beautiful to me If that's not poetry, what is? Um, (laughs) I'm really trying to trying hard here. You guys like alcohol. I'm gonna switch it up a little bit. (laughs) All right, (laughs) cool (laughs) Um, One time I got really drunk me and my friends, we are retarded, like in the way that we just kind of egg each other on, like we like watching each other be in pain for some reason. It's a really screwed up relationship where we will we'll constantly push each other to go do something daring. This is probably more when we were younger, but basically the big dare this time was for me to like get on top of a car and uh, and they would drive around while I was on the car it was usually me doing these stupid things. Now that I'm looking back on it, so maybe I'm just, um, maybe I'm just very easily manipulated. But anyway, I got on top of the car, and uh, we were just driving, fucking hitting Yui's and shit. And I was like, "Wow, this is, this is living," you know. <laughs> and thank you. And um, eventually, it, uh, you know, we were going like 40 miles per hour. My friend hits like a hard right turn i'm like adjusting myself i fly off hit the cement roll over into a ditch and i'm like looking up to this car and i like i expected them to like hear it you know what i mean and it's it nothing registered for them they just kept on fucking moving down the road and at the time you know i was like oh this sucks you know but i was fine and i just couldn't stop laughing at the fact that like like the moment that they're gonna realize that i'm no longer on the car is probably gonna be so fucking like just mind blowing, you know? And so all he's the guy who was driving, he comes up to me, he's like, dude, we were like calling your name, still thinking you were up there like for about 15 minutes. And I'm like, ah, that's, that's, that's cool. Yeah, that's not a great story, huh? <laughs> I feel like I have some better shit. Oh, this one time we got super drunk and I threw up at an IHOP. Am I done? Cool. <laughs>
18: yes I love description my your so many when I
0: Paganucci oh my goodness how old are you back when I was in rehab like what what 19 I knew you were young I knew I had abortions older than you my god He's like a child. Uh, well, this has been um, amazing. We are an all-ages venue, though, because you know we have no ducks here. Um, I am, but I am so high right now. I smoke a lot of weed. This has been a long day of like just. Woo! I love smoking weed. Do you ever smoke so much weed that you forget how your own shower works? <laughs> Does that happen to you? Yeah. It's hot. It's cold. What's happening? It's like Airbnb in your own home. How's this fucking shower work? Why is your cat litter all over the floor? I'm paying a lot of money for this place. Oh, I forgot to do my joke about your cat allergy. When during the pandemic, my cats were shedding everywhere and I wanted to like, I had so much fur. I would like pick it up and I make it into these little like long things. And I was thinking I could knit them together to make masks to sell on Etsy. So no one would know if you're allergic to cats or you have a cocaine addiction. Because you'd just be sniffling. All the time. Um, All right, so hey judges, three judges, you're gonna decide and um, turn them in and we're gonna figure out uh, who the winner is and we'll put them on a show. And clap it up again for Chad, uh, running the ones and twos tonight he has a new show coming up on thursdays from two to four i we don't know what it's called yet i don't think do, do you know what it's called
6: uh right now the working title is whatever this is
0: whatever this is yeah yeah whatever this yeah, is
18: yeah yeah whatever. welcome back to whatever this is whatever this yeah, is. Whatever yeah, we decided good. to be
0: yeah i like rad. it yeah it's chad what's that uh and thanks all for being here and audience people and comedians alike and for donating to mutiny radio it's so helpful and wonderful and uh, uh, to tell the listening audience, there's six shows a week now that are mutiny radio shows. So Monday Joke Workshop, Tuesday at OMG at six o'clock, Wednesday at Asiento at 7.30, first and third Thursdays at the Bar at Dolores at seven, second and fourth Thursdays at seven at Emperor Norton's Boozeland, Friday's right here, that's where you are, and Saturday's Atlas Cafe at two in the afternoon. I am really busy. <laughs> But that's good. Um, thanks all for being here. Have a good night. Bye. Yay.
18: Thank you, Pam. Thank you, Pam. Baby, asking me all about mine, how she doing, how she be. I know she's sipping that wine behind my back. They squawk like vultures. often on like twins and cultures, baby. Hey he, making it like they sculptured nail. But they can go to hell and lay what they burn it anyway. Big boy user and abuse I'm head, and the low What's the starter? Something good Where me and my nigga Wrote the martyr Through the hood Just trying to find that hook Every day we looked up at the ceiling Watching ceiling fans go round Trying to catch that feeling I'm instrumental Had my pencil and plus my paper We caught the 86 Life on your head at two decades Writing rhymes trying to find I was spot off in that light Light off in that spot Knowing that we can rock Doing a hole in the wall club. this shit here must stop Like freeze We making the crowd move But we not making no Check G's And it. that's a, a say no no A one two. two dope Niggas in the can like
2: So come
14: Thank you.
16: That last piece was a piece by the titled A Sprinkling of Clouds by the band Gong. Gong was formed in the early 70s part of the Canterbury scene, which included the band that played the piece before that, Soft Machine, playing piece Hazard Profile Part One. And once again, we started off with Mahavishnu Orchestra, Eternity's Breath from the album visions of the emerald beyond this next piece is going to be by a British band formed in 1983 called IQ they are still going strong this piece is from their album frequency in 2010 the piece is entitled province of the king
2: The father's bed. Rises and crackles under fire. The static charge is in the There's no